listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And with me again, this is three in a row. That's insane. I know. This is what happens when you're home for more than 30 seconds, I guess, huh? I guess. Um, is my co-host, Kitsy. That's me. Hi. Hi. It's so good to be back again here on this podcast where I belong. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To, to you and to our listeners. Yes. So we we teased this up a couple of episodes ago. I was making my... I know that we're not in 2022 anymore. Um, well, we are. <laughs> that's true. But listeners, you're not. And um, but I did. We did tease this in um, my best of 2022 list. Yes. Which which was shockingly absent of uh, a certain category of band that you love, which is specifically bands from New Jersey. Yeah. Um, my you, favorite genre. Where you? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was making the list. It was so my my list got so long and it still could be a hundred albums. Like I was just A lot of thinking, good music came out this year. And stuff keeps popping up that I'm like, God, why didn't I put that on my list? But it's because the episode can't be five hours long as much as I would like it to be. So I made an executive decision and I pulled all of the Jersey bands from the list, um, which ended up being like ten. Like they're of just really solid Jersey music, um, last year. And I should also say that I'm one of those, um, I should also say, I'm not normally one of those people who says things like, oh, it's my birthday month, but just to give me an excuse to kind of do whatever I want for the next few episodes this month, I'm declaring this um, month of Lefto, Andrea's birthday month episodes. Um, you look thrilled. It's it's no rules, just Andrea. <laughs> That's right. Damn right. Um, so we're kicking it off with Andrea's best of 2022 Jersey edition. What's wild about that is your birthday is not even in January. <laughs> it's just my, yeah, my birthday month is January. My birthday is actually in, uh, in February. I didn't want to get too far away from being an Aquarius. So I kept, I could be, I would hate to be a February Aquarius. Anyway. Yeah, God would. <laughs> I'm going to kick this off with a band that I fucking love. Um, they're a band that is pretty, they're, they're like fairly new on the scene. Their debut album just came out this year. Um, they're from uh, a little further north than here. They're from than here, being South Jersey. Um, We're not in New Jersey <laughs> at all. Um, they're they're from Old Bridge though, and um, they're a younger band who I have I've been familiar with for a little while. When we had Joe from uh, Forever Came Calling on the podcast, he was set to announce a tour. One of the openers was was this band, and I still haven't said their name. And so I was... I, I'm trying to guess who it is, and I can't think of it. I uh, I really got into them kind of back then. And then um, Midtown played a tiny little show at Crossroads in Garwood, and this band opened up for them. And they fucking crushed, and they were in a room, playing in a room full of, like, mostly, like, late 30s year old like dudes in khaki shorts and me and uh and they just they won that room over and they like it was like they'd been doing it forever and i'm gonna say their name now and it is pollyanna slime great title came out in june of this year on i surrender Records. speaking of midtown that's um rob hit for midtown that's his label and um we're gonna listen to relationship anxiety cool the psychic told me that I should just be alone And I like being alone, but isolated too And I just wanna love you, fuck what everybody thinks But I can't decide, make up my mind, but maybe I should try I 
to this band yet I had, they're, again they're another one of those i'm saying again they're the first one we talked about today but if i were compiling it sounds like a backhanded compliment and i guess in a way it kind of is but the like list of bands that should be a 10 times bigger than they are pollyanna's on there but they're a band that's still like you know i guess fairly new on the on the scene and so i I hope that that means that we're just going to see a like meteoric rise from them in the next year i certainly hope so if, if they keep putting out stuff like that i i think they're going to do it yeah, this and this whole album rules. And uh, they did a little series on uh, Instagram and TikTok. I'm assuming also TikTok. Our favorite website. With them in the studio recording this album with all the songs and kind of talking about them a little bit. And oh, neat. Yeah, it's really cool. So if you want to learn more about this album, that's a very cool way to kind of get the inside scoop. So check them out. You ready for another one? Yeah. What else you got? Take me, take me on a tour of New Jersey. Now, did you, <laughs> did you arrange these geographically? Because that would have been pretty cool. Damn it! I'm so mad. I arranged them chronologically, but that's such a good idea. I mean, you can still take me on a tour of Jersey, I even am, if yeah. it's even if it's not the most efficient route. Oh, I also have a small disclaimer. Some of these people don't live in or make music in Jersey anymore, but they're Jersey bands in my heart. So what you're saying is once you're a Jersey band, you're always a Jersey band. Exactly. Okay. I, and I think that Jersey bands would agree with you me. You can take the band out of New Jersey, but you can't take the New Jersey out of the band, is what you're saying. That's 100% correct. Okay. Um, next is somebody that you are familiar with, someone who you're also a fan of, um, and someone who's been on the podcast more than once. I don't know why I'm playing this game where I don't want to say anybody's name right away. No, I like it's, it. It makes me guess. Um, this is... An album that was released in June 
and it is one that really like just kind of uh i must say got under my skin that's a negative right not necessarily it's an album that really just kind of like i i put on and i kind of haven't really it's it's in that six cd changer we talked about a couple weeks ago in the back of my trunk that i back just... of my grandmother's bmw <laughs> exactly with the just... jimmy buffett cd and the cliff richard <laughs> cd and the i forget what the other one was um oh the other one is Sha-na-na. and then there's one more and it's uh soft animal by long neck oh yeah we're going to listen to a song and then we'll talk about it, which is a that's, novel that's, approach. That's a new approach. Yeah. We're going to listen to... Hear what you just said. We're going to listen to Krabby. For a double cancer, I sure hate the fucking summer. I'll try to fit in wherever. Let me get my shit together. I've been busy. haven't slept. My bedroom is a heat trap For a moon in Libra I sure hate to weigh the feeling Strong arm and me into thinking I'm not worthy of anything I've been busy, haven't slept My bedroom is a heat trap Glass half empty good song what a perfect little little ditty yeah um it's the shortest on the album by far i picked this one specifically because what i like about it um it's a little different from the rest of the album is that it really showcases lily's sense of humor like that little for a double cancer i sure hate the fucking summer yeah it's such a fun and i bet if i knew anything about astrology i'd find that funny (laughs) you would you would find that funny um and uh but it's still a thoughtful plaintive kind of like heart open mm-hmm. song which i think long neck is really known for definitely um this album in general as a follow-up contrast to world's strongest dog which is a big full band yeah. album and this one um as we talked about with lily are kind of like re-emerging and and trying to like uh connect with and fall back in love with and feel um enriched by creating music for the sake of creating music um, I think that's just a really beautiful. It is beautiful framing for this album. Way to listen to this album. Definitely. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that this is also Lily's Amy Man. <laughs> this is Lily deep in her Amy Man era. Oh, she, clearly. <laughs> she mentioned on uh on the episode, um, and also just worth remarking: produced, mixed, mastered. Lily did it all, top to bottom. And that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do, especially with your own music, because you get too close to it. I got no notes on this album. I think it's a, a perfect little piece of art, and I, I love it very much. I am also a fan. I was going to say this next one should be no surprise, but I really feel like most of these are going to be no surprise to people. Um, it's another one that we covered earlier in the year, um, released in June on, do you want to try to guess? <laughs> released in June on Don Giovanni Records. Ooh, I bet if I had to guess. Uh-huh. Is this Love It Leads? It's Love It Leads. Love It Leads, Mikey Erg. If you're a Mikey Erg fan, I mean, this is the album that's like, that I think Mikey would tell you is the one that he's been like trying to make mm-hmm. all along. Um, it was 
it's uh, fully analog. Yeah, he recorded it at uh, Electrical Audio with Steve Albini. With Steve Albini in Chicago, which is he's famous for only recording the tape. Um, this is the time where I promote a different podcast and I do it for free and give them give them quote unquote some free advertising. And I'll say uh, on over on New Jersey is the world. Uh, Mikey sat down with with Chris Gethard, our one of our hosts. And talked about this album right um, right before it dropped. So that's a super informative interview. Um, and so, yeah. So we're going to listen to a song from Love It Leads. What's it called? It's called Goodnight Vienna. Goodnight Vienna. record sounds so fucking good like i think this is going to be a new reference for me for like punk rock guitars like when i'm trying to get a good guitar tone like this is going to be the the reference i pull out to compare it to because the guitars on this just sound incredible we know that like how thoughtful mikey is about music in general Mm -hmm. the uh, yeah and it's it's also i was thinking just listening back to it now how how like in the room it feels to yes. listen to this album it really does feel like you're in the room with the band mm-hmm. and i don't know how that i'm sure you, could, you might be able to speak to how 
maybe not even how that's achieved, but what what other albums are missing when that's lacking. Like what is what's what's the issue there? I mean, I don't know for sure. I can take a guess. And my guess is that uh, it's it sounds to me if I was trying to recreate the, the sound of this album is I would put the band um, at least you know guitar bass and drums in a room together and have them play the stuff and track it all together because to me that's what this sounds like it sounds like the band in the room um, electrical audio in Chicago of course has great sounding rooms so no surprise there mm-hmm. but I think a lot of modern production you get um, they'll record the drums first and they'll go do the bass and everything was recorded in isolation and that's cool and that's a sound but it does kind of separate things in a way that makes it hard to glue them all back together mm. whereas you know you get um, you get a, 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 a you know guitar player bass player and drummer in a room and have them play together and spend a lot of time on getting the sounds so right. So the answer is literally just... It's a, it is a band it's in a, a room. It's yes. a band in a room who yes. played really well together. Which is which is my, <laughs> guess, which is my guess as, as to how they did it. I don't know that for sure. Well, that would also make sense thinking about the way the album was recorded, that it was just like more kind of like, these are words that I roll my eyes at generally, but more like organic yeah. and authentic in whatever way we want to define that. Sure. Um, so that makes that makes sense. Um, I want to shout out the band too because it's uh, it's it's, a, it's an all star cast. It's an all star super group. Um, it's a band that Mikey's worked with. It's uh, a version of the Mikey Erg band that has existed in the past. Um, and it's uh, Jeff Rosenstock, Alex Clute, and um, Lou Hanman. So I mean, they're all superstars again. Yeah, just a fantastic album. I've said that about every album. It's true every time. Um, this song I picked this one because it's. I think one of the things Mikey's known for is hitting the drums real hard, but also um, just writing really hooky mm-hmm. pop punk songs. This is such a good example of that. This to me could be like, it's it's got, it almost feels like a, like, I've said, th- I'm saying this as if it's the first time I've thought it. And I just realized we talk about it all the time. It could be like a pop punk Beatles song. Yeah. Or you know what else? You know what it really sounds like to me is The Wonders. Like, this sounds okay. like it could be on an album with uh, That Thing You Do. For sure. And and I I think that's that speaks a lot to Mikey's influences. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. No, I mean anyone who's known Mikey for more than thirty seconds knows he loves the Beatles, and I'm sure he's also uh, a huge fan of um, what's his name from Fountains of Wayne uh, that wrote that thing you do, Adam um, Schlesinger. <laughs> Schlesinger, I can't I can't say it. Um, and a, a big fan of Adam from Fountains of Wayne, who um, sadly. Uh, passed away in 2020 recently. i think was, has it been that long i think it has just on like a uh related note how cool would it be to get a um to get the mike york band covering the that thing you do soundtrack i would and i'm not talking about just the wonder songs like i want to hear mike york's version of mr <laughs> downtown oh yeah, hell yeah. i want to a... hear his version of the chantrelines like we i want to hear all of that many good ideas um yeah, in fact, he absolutely is because there's this really incredible tribute album that was released um, shortly after Adam's passing. It's called Saving for a Custom Van. And it is, Mikey um, does a cover of Hey Julie, but it's like, I mean, everybody is on this thing. Prince Daddy and the Hyena, Charlie Bliss, Ted Leo, Not a Surf, Cheek Face, Field Mouse, Motion City Soundtrack, one of my favorites, Jeff Rosenstock, like it's, 
I'll, I'll drop a link to this too because it is um it's a really incredible uh it's a really incredible tribute oh and if you're a fan of mike yerg and have and listened to our podcast and somehow haven't checked out his studio session oh, that's right he did one too it's it it's rules. one of our favorite sessions. <laughs> I know I say this every time, but it really is. Um, that band is also a, a great lineup. It's it's Mikey and Chris Pierce and, and his bassist, Fid, who all um, crush to. It's yeah. such a like ripper of a session. And then you can also check out Mikey playing drums on the um, Early Riser session yes. that, that happened that same day. Also, you have a really great episode with Mikey talking about the last yes. album, which I wasn't a co-host yet, but that's a, another fantastic episode you can check out if you're a Mikey Erd completist. Yeah. And if you're not... What you doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what Mikey Erd wants, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Killer album. One of my favorites of 2022. Going to be one of my favorites of forever. Yep. It's a classic. It's it's an instant classic. Instant classic. <laughs> instant classic. All right. I think we've we've done enough uh, praising Mikey Erd. Um, You ready for another one? Always. This year was kind of the year of Jersey punk bands that Andrea has been a fan of um, since her very youngest years, who are just putting out some of their their best work right now. Senses Fail released Hell is in Your Head in July on a Pure Noise. And uh, we're going to listen to a track off it right now called I'm Sorry, I'm Leaving.
This is a band I never got into. Cool. Hot take. <laughs> Pretty hot take. It's very hot. Hot take number two. The intro to this sounds almost exactly like uh, that that first song from My Chemical Romance, that first single they did. I'm Not Okay. Was that their first one? That was their first like big one. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to disagree with you, but I can kind of hear it. You can't disagree. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, Jersey. You know what's you know what's funny about that? Um, it's just the Jersey sound, baby. Well, one of the reasons I picked this song in particular for the Jersey episode is that it's called "I'm Sorry I'm Leaving," which is the name of a Saves the Day EP and also a song on that EP mm-hmm. um, from a few decades ago. At this point, holy crap! Yeah, and so I liked the Jersey tie in there. So we'll just say that it's it's a little bit of that, like you said, it's that Jersey spice on it, you know. That Jersey stank all over it. Yeah. Census Fails always had a big sound, so that's not, I don't think that's new here. It just sounds, I mean, they, they're a band, they kind of, they've been making music forever. They put out a, a new album every, every couple of years. So this isn't like a triumphant return or anything. I just think it's like a bigger, more sophisticated kind of version of what they've been doing all along. It's like real glow up, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's also very sweet. I really, my, I'm not a parent and I have no desire to have children, but my new favorite development that's happening with all of the bands that I grew up listening to is they all have kids and have moved to like, to the suburbs and stuff and are wrestling with parenthood and and what that means. And this is no, um, this is no exception. This song is really sweet and, and honest and, um, and kind of like kind of tender and there's a line that i that i really love that i can't find now (laughs) i've been trying to keep it together i even found a new therapist like it's just just flat out just like kind of putting it all out there in a way that i really like i think the chorus is really again like big and and catchy and i just love this song and I, i really love this album and yeah that's it check out hell is in your head Hey, Leftos. It's Andrea. And me, Kitsy. From the past or the future or from right now, depending on when you're listening to this episode. We're here to tell you about all the very cool stuff you're missing out on if you're not keeping up with us at leftofthedial.fm. That's right. Head over there now to check out tons of album reviews and essays by our fantastic music writers. And you'll get to watch our incredible live sessions with bands like Teenage Bigfoot, Take Today, and Proper. And you can pick up those live sessions at leftofthedial.bandcamp.com so you can take them with you wherever you go. It's also a great way to support us and the musicians you love because we split all of our profits with the artists there right down the middle. You can also join our Patreon where we'll have lots of behind-the-scenes footage, early access to live sessions, performances that you won't be able to find anywhere else, and lots of pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, he's so good. Follow us on Twitter at LeftOfTheDialPC and Instagram at LeftOfTheDialFM to keep up with everything we're doing and to see even more pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, and right now we're also looking for new music writers who want to get paid to write for us. So send our editor-in-chief an email with some writing samples and or pitches at jen at leftofthedial.fm. That's leftofthedial.fm. Celebrating independent music. Characters welcome. Never go to the post office again. You ready for another one? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going through this chronologically. So there's a run-up, though, of, of three that really kind of are in... A little conversation together that conversation being bands i listened to as a young person and have kind of grown up alongside and one of those is a band called armor for sleep and they put out the rain museum in september 
And we are going to listen to I Forget What Song I Picked. That's a weird name for a song. We're going to listen to Whatever Who Cares. I just never got into. It's because you're anti-New Jersey and everybody knows it. That's absolutely not true. Everybody knows it. Uh, some of my best friends are from New Jersey. Thank you very much. <laughs> Name one. You? Um, well, I, I think it's not totally... I mean, it's not, it's not surprising if nobody... I wonder... I mean, part of that might be that they disappeared for quite a while. They had these two albums that I really loved, What to Do When You're Dead and Dream to Make Believe. And then they might have had maybe one more after that. And then just kind of... Uh, sort of disappeared for quite a while and now they're back with this album the rain museum which is at least which started out um as a concept album like the other ones and was shelved because they're labeled one of them to do something a little more uh like like radio friendly i think was the idea and so this album is them kind of getting back to what they wanted to make and i think it's really it's thoughtful and it's interesting and I think it's really ambitious and I don't think it sounds like anything else really, which I really like. Yeah, it's big and it's moody. 
Same. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so I relate. What's the next exit on the New Jersey Turnpike <laughs> have in store for us, Andrea? Thank you. The next one is sort of a version of what I was just talking about. This is a pretty new band made up of members from bands that I grew up listening to and that have kind of grown up alongside me. And I'm, Do you want me to name those bands? Yeah, let's name and the bands and can... see if I can figure out who it is. So one of the bands is New Jersey's own Thursday. Okay. One of the bands is New Jersey's own My Chemical Romance. Okay. One of the bands is not New Jersey's own, but um, is uh, Coheed and Cambria. And one of their members is New Jersey's own Travis Stever. And um, another one, again, not New Jersey's own, but is Jersey adjacent. Uh, Doylestown, PA's own um, Anthony Green from Circus Survive and Seosin and Anthony Green. You've just listed a whole bunch of bands that I've never gotten into. That is, it's again, and you say you don't have anything against Jersey. Half of those aren't even from Jersey. Yeah, but Doylestown's like, that's adjacent. It's, I'd say it's more Philly than Jersey. Is it? Is Doylestown South, Delco? I think so. I'd say Delco is more South Jersey than Philly is South Jersey. <laughs> um, you can listen to me and Gether talk about that on... Uh, Last month's South Jersey is also the world. <laughs> I I want to argue with you, but I think you're right. Um, anyway, the band is LS Dunes. They're a fucking super group. I don't know if any of these people even live in Jersey right now. I don't think they do. This is such a Jersey band. There's no arguing against it. Again, you can take the, the band out of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the band. Yeah, Frank Iero, um and Tim Payne and Tucker Roll from Thursday, like... Doesn't matter who else you put in this band. This is a Jersey ass Jersey band. I'm sorry. Um, and Anthony Green and I sound like we could have gone to school together, so it's fine. He's the only one who's not straight up from Jersey in this list. So, so it's Ellis Dude. All right. And we're gonna. Um, this album just came out uh, November 2022 on Fantasy Records, and we are gonna listen to Like Forever. I shall it be!
someone who was into all of the bands that the members <laughs> of this band were in would like this. This is a ripper of an album. It just like top to bottom. I think every every song just fucking rules. It's big. Um, produced by Will Yip. Recorded at Studio Four. Um, I mean, it sounds great. Yeah, it's a that doesn't that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, fantastic album. I love. I this song is catchier than it has any reason or right to be. I think. I think Anthony Green has, and again, not saying anything new. One of the most like interesting, distinct voices um, in in these in these genres in this genre. Um, and I just uh, again I pretty new album and it's it's one that i've spent a lot of time with even though it's only been out for i don't know six weeks or so it's great you ready for another one always take me down another exit on the turnpike we are we are way down south approaching approaching the shore points not quite okay um but but much closer to to my old stomping grounds and um this is a newer band this is somebody that we um, connected with through one of their other bands. This person was on the podcast very recently. They put out an album that I really love, another concept album. And that is um, the Lower Etna's album, Waiting for God to Turn on the Lights. It's Dylan Gallimore's project. And it's a fantastic album. And we are going to listen to Patriots. Um, it's a concept album. I'm going to set up very quickly in case you didn't listen to the episode and haven't checked out this album yet, though you should. To set this up a little bit for listeners who uh, maybe didn't catch that episode yet. Um, this is a concept album about a family who the the mother of the family gets really deep into like QAnon um, conspiracy theory stuff and kind of gets taken over. And she is a January Sixer. And this song is a I think I think Dylan described this as a mom does uh, mom does January 6th. And here it goes. The FBI and the CIA, the MSM and JFK. I caught a cab down to D.C. to show this country what it needs to see. In the swamp of these hypocrites We ripped off the domes If can you hear us now We thundered in Dallas But he didn't come out We were sleeping in tents Not making a sound Heard it in my soul When the shots rang out
Always dreamed there'd be more to life And I always thought it'd be a little easier to try But it's starting to feel Yeah, it's starting to feel Yeah, it's starting to feel like I might not be right And the Patriots are ready to die What a cool concept for an album Mm -hmm. Very interesting Yeah And what a ripper of a song It's an absolute ripper That's exactly the word I would use too Um, One of the really kind of special things about this album is that it's told from rotating perspectives so mom gets a few songs dad gets a few songs the kids get a few songs and um the dad is kind of this like just kind of like at the end of his rope with this you know relationship with this woman that he's Mm -hmm. been married to forever who i mean we've seen in real time how nefarious um the the like rhetoric that has kind of like propelled this kind of thinking into the like oh yeah and not the mainstream but the mainstream adjacent certainly sure um and his songs are much more reserved and introspective and then the (laughs) i'm laughing because it's such a like then the mom comes out with these big bombastic songs like this one there's that line um told (laughs) told him to get the fuck ready for rock and roll it's so over the top. and That's uh, how we should start every episode of this podcast. All right, <laughs> listeners, get the fuck, fuck ready. ready for rock and roll. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a really thoughtful album. It's I, I'm, I'm such a fan of it. Uh, Dylan's episode was one of my favorite this year. There's also a lost reference in this album, not on this song. Um, I think, oh, I said at the top of this little segment that we connected with Dylan through a different band. And I didn't say who that band was. And it's Honey Jar, who I absolutely love. One other small disclaimer. I think Dylan is Philly based now, but his band is called the Lower Etna, which is a reference to a lake in the town he grew up in Jersey, um, which is Medford Lakes, which is the I, I've told you about this little town, Kitsy, because they have the highest concentration of log cabins um, in the world. I think they're like a very small town and they have like it's like 150 log cabins and driving through Medford Lakes is like. It's such a unique and almost like there's almost like something uncanny about it, in my opinion, because it shouldn't it's not like it's in them really in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just this really idyllic pocket of um, log cabins um, and lakes in South Jersey. And so you name your band the Lower Etna, you're from Jersey or Jersey band, whether you like it or not. I think think that's I think that's legal. Mayor said it. It's legal. And. I, I do want to point out that um, his his voice to some extent, but more so his delivery, really reminds me of Franz Nikolai. I haven't said that yet because it because I know that Dylan is a as fa- a fan, and I didn't want to be too on the nose for me. But you can say that as an outside observer who didn't didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. And they were making these albums alongside each other. It's I not not alongside each other, but they were released um around New, the same time. New River in this one, so it's not, you know, derivative in any way, but I I absolutely agree with that. And and Dylan will be, I think, happy to hear um you uh shout that out. I always love when I like hear something and I and I mention it and then it's like, "Oh yeah, this person's a big fan of that or whatever." And it's uh-huh. like, "Oh, cool. I actually do do kind of know what I'm talking about sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's or, very validating to me. It feels good to 
sometimes know what you're talking about. Even if you don't know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I love to look at credits on, especially on um, self-produced, released, etc. albums. Um, Recorded in FDR Park, on Pier 68, in Dylan's Kitchen, in Dave's home studio, at Kenny and Angela's Jim Thorpe Chalet and Headroom Studios. Headroom here in Philly. That's right. FDR Park here in Philly. Um, And... uh, yeah, so you could tell this is a real, like, I think, labor of love. I've just become such a fan of of Dylan and Lower Etna. And I hope everybody else has, too, because we've been kind of shouting them from the hilltops, and we'll continue to do that. Is that the saying? I think it's rooftops. We've been shouting them from the hilltops and the rooftops. Just kind of a... Anything we can get up on. <laughs> the highest elevation we can find, we're shouting about yeah. the Lower Etna. Later, Enough. we're going to climb that water tower. We did plug, speaking of... Nothing really, but I guess Franz Nikolai, that uh, the Tisburys and Timeshares are opening for Franz Nikolai in Philly, February 16th. And I'll drop a link to that in this episode and every episode until then, apparently. And that's uh, that's at Johnny Brent. Nope. Uh, that's at Kung Fu Necktie. Kung Fu- I can't talk to it. Yeah, that's at Kung Fu Necktie. Correct. Or KFN if you're local. Um, if you're nasty. KFN if you're nasty. If you're nasty. K- if you're, KFN if you're nasty. It's a cool room, but I'm just I'm very excited for that show. It's going to be great. Hey, Kitsy. What's up? Got one more for you. What do you got? What's last? You know this one. Um, this is... Uh, give me a hit. I'm going to give you a couple. This is Left of the Dial Family. That does not narrow it down <laughs> at all. This is somebody we've shot more than once. This is... Again, you would disagree with me and have on mic. This is a Jersey band through and through, if you ask me. And I think they would say the same. They're a Philly transplant. They put out an EP this year that blew our fucking faces off. I am I am coming up with nothing. I'm sure I'm going to kick myself since you um, say it. They have worked with Barty Strange. That is a, that one's gonna. That's that a, that's a, that doesn't narrow it down at all. That's like saying they worked with Mike Yerg. Um, that's like saying it's a band Mike Yerg's in. Like great, that's a hundred bands. Exactly. Like, um, I don't know what else to tell you. I think I'm just going to play the song. There aren't too many bands from Jersey who we've uh, put a camera in front of more than once. More than we've put a camera in front of them. here in the studio and out in the real world. I honestly can't. You're going to, once I tell you, do you just want me to tell you? Yeah. Hit like a girl. God damn it. Becoming. That's right. It. What a fucking EP this is. Oh, yeah. This is, this is wild. We are going to listen to Ascension.
gonna say it. Say it. The beginning of this song, uh-huh. before the vocals come in, sounds like it could have been a transition track on a Turnstile record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, I. What do we do with this EP? I don't know. <laughs> if uh, Hit Like a Girl keeps going in this trajectory, <laughs> they're gonna be the f- fucking brutalist band you've ever heard by like the end of 2023. I mean, this is already pretty fucking brutal. It is. The, it is. It's so. Like it's they're gonna have to change him to stab like a girl <laughs> if they keep down in this path. And I'm not mad about it. No, it is that's the crazy thing about this, is it came out of nowhere, but it does not feel gimmicky. Mm-mm. It is as good as anything else in the genre, you know what I mean? That yeah. that that you've heard this year, certainly. Um <clears throat> I think you can tell that even though this isn't a genre that we're used to um Nick playing in, that Or talking about yeah, for us. But but my my, I have no proof of this, but my guess is that Nick kind of like this is in their blood. That this is like oh that that, that that there's somebody who you'd be like, well, when if you were writing about this album, you'd be like, who's famously has you know found their roots in hardcore, um, you know that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I mean, I don't think you churn out this without having been listening to this stuff for a long time. Yeah, this like, is... I don't think you just wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm hard as fuck now. Mm-hmm. I know this is an EP. And I said favorite albums, but I'm counting it. Uh, you know what? We're not here to judge by length of of release. As I said in last week or the week before's episode, every album is a full length because it's the full length of whatever it is. Also, I do want to point out, again, it's your birthday month and no rules, just Andrea. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, so you can, I mean, do whatever you want. I, I love everything about the CP, but do you know what my favorite part is? What's that? The the back half of the CP is about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's delightful. Um, That's very up your alley. Oh, yeah. And when Nick tweeted that, I was like, I wonder if this is uh, a bit. And then I went and looked at the song titles. And I was like, oh, no, these are clearly. Hit, hit me with some titles. Um, now, I don't know Buffy at all. So I'm not going to get these references. But hit, hit for our listeners. Hit them with the song titles. So um, first three are Dismay It Only Gets Worse Than Noose, which are not. But In the Crypt. Um, Ascension and the Abomination are just all direct references. And in fact, I'll link to an article that Nick did with um, Flood Magazine, where they went through track by track and and talked about them. And I'm going to share what they said about Ascension, which is the one that we listened to. Um, Ascension is about, spoiler alert, Buffy dying and her gay witch friend Willow bringing her back to life in the coolest way with a spell. The spell puts Willow through a trial to determine if she's worthy and if Buffy is worthy of returning, um, such as being able to withstand a snake crawling through her body. Just overall tough. X tough X in particular, um, specifically. And that's just what the song is about. And that is an episode of Buffy, and it rules. Nothing wrong with that. And it makes me so happy. Happy birthday, Andrea. Here's, happy birthday. Here's a hardcore EP about happy Buffy. Happy birth month, Andrea. Um, from Hit Like a Girl. That's all I got for you. That's all I needed. Jersey really crushed it. Jersey. Pollyanna Longneck, Mikey Erg, Census Fail, Armor for Sleep, Ellis Dunes, Lower Etna, Hit Like a Girl. Jersey, you crushed it this year. Really proud. Really proud. Really good work. Really good work out there, gang. Good good, good work, Jersey. Good work. Um, links to everything in the show notes. I'll be back um, soon with y'all with another episode. Maybe Kitsy will be with me. We'll I don't see. know what Let's January see. looks like for them, but we'll figure it out. Who knows? At this point, it's still December for me for another like day. Mm-hmm. And me too. So, well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what kind of time shit. my life. I don't know what time shit you're on over there. That's a really good point. You could be, you could be in like February by now for all I know. But... Uh, yeah, who knows? January could could, could bring anything. That's, that's beautiful. 
That's what, that's what's that's what's really special about the new year, huh? This has been Left of the Dial. I've been your host, Andrea. Kitsy's been my co-host. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you left of the dial.